Hello, everyone, and welcome into CrushTheStreet.com. we got a real treat for everyone today. We're going to be speaking with David Collum today. He's with uh, Peak Prosperity. Uh, you can follow him on Twitter. Uh, somebody who really understands the economy, the markets, is a free thinker. In fact, he was asking me before the show if uh, this is a PG, PG-13, rated R, uh, because he's just real. He's, he, wa he wants to be real. I told him he's welcome to be real on this channel and discuss whatever we want to talk about. And, you know, we're not filtered. And that's what I love about uh, the Internet or what used to be uh, uh, this free market wild yeah. west of a frontier. But, uh, yeah, we'll see what uh, we'll see how this uh, this conversation progresses. Dave, thanks so much for coming on the show with me. Yeah, it's my pleasure. Always. Good to see you again. Well, hey, I'm curious uh, with what we've been seeing as of now, as of lately. I mean, people don't like to tie in politics with money, with just the way, you know, investments are going to go. But really what people do is where money flows. What governments do is where money flows, you know, what governments, how they respond, anticipating that it, it all is tied together, whether we like it or not. Uh, and so, you know, in a general sense, I mean, what are you seeing right now on, on a more macro level that may have you, you know, that's kind of on the forefront of your mind? Um, well, I see an economy that's in a shambles and it's in a shambles in what almost looks like an irreparable way to me. Um, simultaneously, I see markets that are at, um, that are, I would say, all-time highs in terms of valuations. Depends on the metric. There's, a, I, I use about 20 metrics of valuation, and so they give different answers, of course. But they, they all give um, basically the answer that the market's more than than 100% overvalued, um, and some of them as much as 150%. So I, I, I have no trouble picturing. In fact, I have trouble picturing the opposite, but I, I, I think we're going to have a horrific bear market at some point. I don't know when I've given up. You know, I would have predicted if, if you gave me a crystal ball and you said, look, in 2020, January 1st, 2020, if you're going to tell me that we'd be hit by a global pandemic that would shut down the entire globe, I would have happily shorted the markets, right? That would have been a pretty good bet. Um, clearly, the markets can be uh, artificially elevated by printing tens of trillions of dollars. Uh, we learned that in 0809, uh, unexpectedly in 0809, uh, garishly in, in, in 2020. Um, and we've got a runaway inflation, which I think is gonna get horrific. It's not, a, not only not transitory, but it's gonna get horrific because let's say you are a contractor right now and you're bidding a job for two years from now, right? You had to build a house or something. You're gonna put a huge margin in there to to do it, if any, any let's any, any sort of future contract. Let's say you're uh, you're a union negotiating for for new wages. You're going to be tacking on a lot of dollars on those hourly wages because because it looks like you're going to have to. And so the inflation expectations is completely out of control. Uh, the Fed is now shown to be a bunch of boobs, which we've known. I mean, I've I've known all along that they were boobs um, because because they don't in any way, shape or form subscribe to free market economics. Mm. So at all, you know, it's, uh, it's crazy what we're seeing, you know, I have said this multiple times and it just never gets, <coughs> it never fully makes sense as to why we've seen what we've seen. If you would have told me 
the world was going to be locked down, billions of people locked in their homes and, uh, you know, money printing like we've never seen before and spending programs. I mean, I would have thought the real estate market, the stock market would have crashed. We would have had runaway inflation. Gold would be at $10,000 an ounce. And in, in, in this environment, that's not what we've seen. It's just, you don't know what you don't know. And you almost have to be open to being wrong. And I'm talking to myself on this. Uh, and it's, it's multifaceted. It's very nuanced. And what I see is just an ongoing full throttle of, of socialism, tyranny, more control, and less freedoms, and a, and a division of the, the middle class uh, where the oppressed uh, basically support their oppressors. You know, they right. continue to uh, support them and, and to encourage them. And, and, and it's, it's a combination of media. It's a combination of, of delusions and, and just so many things that manipulate people to doing things that are good for the immediate future, bad for the long term. I'm not even sure they're good for the immediate future. Um, and you've got stupid things like the Southwest Airlines uh, flu which is clearly the pilot saying, pilots and employees saying, we don't want to get vaccinated and we're going to call in sick. And then you turn on the TV and the newscasters literally pretend like they don't know what the problem is. And I, I, you know, what are you guys doing? What are you paid for? And the answer is not to present facts. So the media has let us down. Um, again, if the markets weren't priced for perfection, then you could imagine saying, well, we're durable, we'll get through this. And if you can just look across the, the, the great chasm, we'll come out the other side like we have every time over the last 40 years. Um, then then I, I would understand that. Here's, uh, you know, I do a lot of podcasts. After a while, I feel like I'm talking to myself, but I have a definition of a correction. A correction is a significant change in price of assets, in this case, every asset, right? Mm -hmm. Not just assets, every asset. Um, and those who say, oh, these are cheap over here. Well, if you look at analysis of valuation by decile, the bottom decile, the dirt cheap ones are two times the historical valuation of formerly dirt cheap ones, right? So in the PEs of seven, half the stocks are under seven, right? So dirt cheap gets a new definition. So, so you got to correct the price, but you also have to correct investors' attitudes significantly. And so I ask people, I love to do polls and stuff on Twitter. I said, when's the last correction? And most people knee-jerk back to March of 2020. And I go, what attitude got corrected? Zero. The, the, the attitude that got corrected was just hold on no matter what, period. And so you go, oh, okay, 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 I get it, I get it. So you go, okay, 2008, 2009. I go, please tell me what attitude got corrected. You had to hang on for about a year and a half for that one. Who would sell if your downside risk was a year and a half of treading water? You'd be insane to liquidate. So you go, okay, okay, okay. And then you work backwards. You go, the, 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 you know, the Asian flu or the dot-com crash. You go, no, no. The markets really didn't correct attitudes there at all. That was known. Back to 87, the crash lasted, what, 15 minutes probably? And then, and then where you get back to is you get back to the, 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 the inflation-adjusted bear market of 67 to 81, in which the market with inflation correction dropped 75%. 
And by the end of that bear market, you couldn't give away equities. Guys who were selling equities couldn't possibly convince their clients that buying equities versus stupid things like CDs or treasuries or whatever that could return huge amounts of, of return. Why would you ever buy an equity which has sucked for years, right? And so that corrected attitudes. Uh, the Japanese got an attitude correction from 89. The Japanese treaded water. Uh, didn't hit a real low, a final low, presuming they've hit a final low, which I'm not convinced, but from 89, I just did this this morning, from 89 to 2012, what is that? 23 years, 23 years to plumb the low. And so, so the Japanese have had some attitude corrections. Um, the market treaded water. Um, it didn't it didn't, it didn't. didn't take this long to get up to a low, but the market on an inflation adjusted basis, treaded water from, two th from 1906 to 1981. 0% mm. gain for 75 years. The only, the only returns you got were dividends, minus fees, minus taxes, minus you name it. You didn't make shit. And that was the, that was the, the 20th century. That was the whole 20th century. Mm. And then you find out that if you actually look at what real equity returns are historically, Buffett said you're out of your mind if you think you can make inflation adjusted above 4%. And he was not accounting for valuation. Hmm. So now you start saying, what do valuations tell us? Well, you guys like Felder and Hussman, these guys say, you know, 75% correction or, you know, 10 years of negative 5% return per year, things like that. And the average investor thinks they're getting 17% going forward per year, per annum. They, they, they need a CAT scan. Right, there's just nothing. There's no higher order brain function in that person. That person is on a ventilator. If they really think they're going to get that kind of return from these levels, now you can say, but they can keep moving it up. I go, yeah, both engines are on fire. You're at thirty-five thousand feet. Take it to forty thousand. I don't care. As I like to say, the only thing you know for sure is you'll have enough gas fuel to get to the crash site. Dave, let me. Uh... Give me Is that, that adequately bearish? Adequately bearish enough for you? Well, here, here, you know, you address that, and I think that's fair. But I mean, the fact is, is it's a dollar crisis. So, in theory, couldn't we see stocks continue to go up? And you would, you kind of address that with four percent over inflation. So, right, maybe all this gains we're seeing, we're not really actually getting ahead. Uh, and I'll, I'll allow you to, to reiterate that or articulate that as you would, but. I mean, we have a dollar crisis. We're they're printing trillions of dollars. They're not, you know, there's not new Coca Colas. There's not new uh, Pfizer's. If you, you know, uh, want to get jump on the, make some money off of this mess. It's um, even worse than that. COVID lockdown destroyed those companies, the, the wannabes. So COVID lockdown was basically a, a bear raid by the S and P on the middle class. So not a single S&P company boarded up. Linda's Diner boarded up. Chipotle still has customers, right? The S&P has basically absorbed a higher percentage of the economy, which justifies a slightly larger value. But it also took away all the rapid growing companies, right? It took away all the mom and pops. And, and it, it just, it just hit this huge destruction. We got energy crisis coming up, a monumental proportion. By the way, in 
equities as an inflation hedge is an interesting question. So if you look back, when was the last time we had bad inflation? We had a terrible equity market, a terrible equity market with bad inflation. I like to make the argument that equities hedge mild inflation. So if you know that the next 20 years is going to be 2% inflation, equities are probably the place to be. Again, ignoring stupid valuations. Equities don't hedge large inflation very well. So shovels move dirt, bulldozers move dirt. You don't use a shovel to do the bulldozer's job. Equities are, are a low inflation hedge. To, to, to hedge something monumentally bigger, you need something different. One would argue, well, the hodlers would say Bitcoin, the gold bugs would say gold, the real estate guys would say hard assets, but you need something that really tracks inflation. And equities, you know, economies get destroyed. Anyone who lived from 67 to 81, my dad had a company of 350 employees, right? So he was not impoverished. I can remember him during that high inflationary period saying, I don't know if I'll ever be able to retire. And as a teenager, I'm going, how can this guy think this way? And he just saw inflation just ripping the soul out of the system. We're going to face that. I just priced firewood two and a half times what I paid two years ago, three years ago. Everything's up. Ribeyes are up 50% in the store. Yeah. And don't forget the indirect inflation, right? You know, you the, the inefficiencies of the economy now with Southwest canceling tons of flights and then the Uber right. drivers wanting more money because they had to wait an extra hour for to pick people up. And it's just, it, it kind of, it's a chain reaction. I mean, I'm paying, you know, I paid an insane amount of money for a rental car uh, a month ago and, you know, trying to find a used car or, or a new car nowadays. It's, it's just, we're seeing the consequences of, of inflation and it's, it's definitely outweighing the, the checks coming from the government. Now, what I It's also is- not just monetary policy though. We've got broken supply chains now. So we are in the first time in history that I know of, that you'd have to go back to World War II Europe, where we always assumed if you had the money, you could get the good. That's not true anymore. Britain's out of gas. Britain doesn't have any petroleum in their petrol stations, right? We have an unbelievable mess. My son lives in Boston. He says the shelves are Spartan. Used to be companies battled for shelf space, right? Frito-Lay would be given 3.75 linear feet of shelf space, right? Now they can't give the shelf space away. It's like a mall or something. It's like empty stores in a mall. The grocery stores in a lot of places are disturbingly um, unstocked. So I'm prepping again. I'm, I'm back to prepping. I'm back to, to, you know, going bag, buying bags of rice, getting toilet paper, you know, stuff like that. Yeah. I'm back to that. we got a, I, I bought one of those solar powered, uh, generators, uh, just recently, which I thought was interesting as a, as a, as some backup power. Uh, and yeah, I, I totally agree. And you know, the supply chain issue, as Peter Schiff pointed out, I was listening to him. He was talking about it. You know, when you create a, an increasing amount of money, uh, of course, you're going to have supply shortages because that money is going to chase goods. Now, of course, there's the, the natural consequences of supply chain problems. But when you do have the same amount of goods and services and or less, and then an increase of the money supply, of course, you're going to have shortages. You know what I mean? It's going to add to that problem. Yeah. 
And now, now look at, you know, Biden. I, I don't want to be too political, but um, I wrote favorably about Biden at the end of last year saying, look, you know, we all think when the guy and the other team gets elected, life is going to be awful. And it always works fine, right? The Trump haters will say Trump was awful. But the fact is, we got through four years of Trump, and that was not a big deal. Um, Biden has been very disappointing to me. If I were to ca categorize his moves that he's made, everyone looks like it's designed to hurt us. I, I just can't see where he he's doing stuff right. He's about to, by some edict, fire 20% of the working population, 30% of the working population, because they're not vaccinated. And these are there's a lot of diehards out there who are going to say, hell no, I won't go. So we will be in the Great Depression overnight if that happens. Overnight. It'll be instantaneous. We will have and and the I'm governor sorry, of New we repeat York. That again. We're going to be in, in a Great Depression we're be overnight. In a great if Depression what? if Biden, if 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 companies have to fire the employees because they're not vaccinated. So th that's what I would hope for. Because I feel like there's a real threat to our freedoms here. But we're getting right. to a point where I almost feel like the, the unvaccinated is becoming a very small minority of the population. I and I, I hope that so. it's not going to be the case. But the more people that do it, the easier it is for the mob to control the minority, as you know. And, you know, I mean, you start taking things away, you start removing the livelihoods. I mean, people are you know, quitting their jobs. And, and But it's very difficult to fight this when they get very tyrannical. Well, I, and I hate the tyranny. And I hate the fact that um, official sources are saying that our job is to make life wretched for those who refuse to vaccinate. My job, therefore, is to take a Louisville slugger, beat the shit out of those people. Be, give me 10 minutes alone with a couple of those characters. And the attitude adjustment I would do to them would be memorable. Because their job is not to make my life miserable at all, period. QED, you know, lock and load. I'm so pissed off. I'm vaccinated, by the way. I got vaccinated because Cornell said you're going to have to. I did the math. I did some Bayesian statistics as more and more vaccines went out and people didn't just keel over. I think people are dying, but I, they weren't in big numbers. Not in big numbers that bothered me. Um, and I'm looking for the percent vaccinated in the U.S. right now, by the way. Uh, and, uh, and my wife leaned on me. And so I said, okay, I'll take one for the team. I'll take the risk to participate in this herd immunity thing. That was a ways back. Um, now I might turn into a holdout because of, at the time, they were just urging us to vaccinate. Now they're bludgeoning us. And they're telling pregnant women to get vaccinated. I'm going, you guys are psychopaths. We don't let pregnant women drink wine. They're not supposed to go near cat boxes. They're not supposed to eat certain foods. They're not supposed to smoke. But we should jam an mRNA vaccine into some zygote that's doubling every 10 hours or something like that. And, and you know, okay, so the kid gets born and they got flippers and they, they have no developmental cognitive skills. Who's going who's gonna to take care of that kid? We're, get, we're vaccinating people for the old COVID. It's the old alpha variant that we're vaccinating right. people for. <laughs> right. And I'm still trying to figure out if there's a way that it's sneaking into the DNA. And the answer is not without a reverse transcriptase, but I've talked to biochemists who say, and here's how the reverse transcriptase would appear. So I, it just, um, it's just, it just doesn't, 
doesn't make sense. Here's COVID facts, percent vaccine. What percentage of the ones who are not vaccinated and now are going to hold out? What percentage do you think it is? I, I don't know what that number is going to be, but I, I think, you know, it's hard to say when you start uh, taking people's livelihoods away and you, you know, you can't feed your family. You can't, I, I don't, I don't think you can uh, predict that. Well, I can't either, but, but I was on a zoom call the other day with about 40 doctors and none of them were vaccinated and they were mad. Yeah. And, and it's so, We'll so see. the here's here's the cap here's what we we know. I mean, I was talking to a guy who was doing these rapid COVID tests, you know, to, to help people. I mean, I asked him straight up, do you know anyone who's had COVID who got COVID again? And he personally did not know. It's such a rare event that someone right. gets COVID. You're, you're well protected. You're well you're protected. You're very well protected. And they're not acknowledging that whatsoever. And you know, but at the same time, they are there is some truth to the fact that people who have had the vaccine are not getting the effects of COVID is bad. There's, you know, arguably a frontline defense. But, you know, if you made the decision, you've de like, hey, I lost my taste for a month. Like, I know I had COVID, you know, and you I was should fine. not have to be vaccinated. So the fact they're vaccinating pregnant women tells you it's not about health. If, if they had said, look, COVID's not good for a fetus. The vaccine's experimental. You should talk to your doctor. This is a difficult choice. Then I would say, okay, that's a rational response. Seven days after they released the vaccine to the public in December of 2020, the FDA was pushing the vaccine on pregnant women and encouraging them not to talk to their doctor. Psychopaths, pure psychopathy. Because they know that if you talk to your doctor, your doctor's gonna say, what the fuck are you thinking of? You got a little chunk of cells in you and you wanna jam mRNA in there? By the way, the Japanese have studied, where's the vaccine go? The highest concentration of vaccine once it leaks into your system is the ovaries and uterus. You really wanna vaccinate your pregnant wife or your pregnant family member? No. And then the fact that people have had COVID still have to get vaccinated or lose their job, including frontline nurses who fought the battle force for 18 months. And they've now left, they've quit. There's hospitals that have lost over a hundred nurses because they're told vaccinate or go and they left. There's hospitals shutting down services. Yeah. This is stupid. I, I just, I almost want to wait for the, the real vaccine. You know, one that's been tested for a couple of years. Just get, get it, get the, let's, let's see what, what, you know, let's get some real tests and some understanding of this. And then, yeah, we'll get the one that, that, you know, we can all agree on is, is the well, least the other, risky. The other thing is there are therapeutic treatments. I've read everything I can about ivermectin. I am 95% confident it works. I'm not a hundred percent confident. I know how well it works, but I'm confident it works. And then what happens is you get an announcement from the FDA that says, stop taking it. And they call it a horse dewormer. And I'm going, you lying bastards. It's been given to 4 billion people worldwide and you're calling it a horse dewormer. Beat them with a bat again, yeah. right? That's awful. And then Merck comes out. No one has ever died from ivermectin. Four billion doses and Merck comes out and says it has awful side effects. Why? Because Merck has a drug going through the FDA to treat COVID. 
Yeah. So whoever put out that announcement, beat them with a baseball bat. I'm just so fucking mad at this. Yeah. If, if, well, if pick up pick up pitchforks, pick up flames, take storm storm the Bastille at this point. I, you caught me in a bad morning. I think I, I rarely go this crazy, but I'm just I've, I've been sorting my notes on it. It's just driving me nuts. You know, the other thing too, Dave, is people are not being able to do this properly. You know, they're they're having to go under underground in a way and and do this on their own. So they're overdosing on things like ivermectin. They're not and- overdosing. They're not. There's not a single overdose on ivermectin. Zero. Zero point zero in the history of ivermectin. Zero overdoses. Well, I don't know what your definition of overdose might be. Zero effect. There's not a guy took 500 times the normal dose, took himself to the ER and was out that day. You would have well, to make I, would- I believe you on that. But, you know, and again, I can't prove this, but I have talked to doctors who are saying that there are people coming into the hospital who they're are idiots. They're idiots. Who I are overdosing. But no, I, I don't know. Lie. But they're lying. They're I, lying. I guarantee you. That might be true. I guarantee you. That I might be true. You they're yeah. lying. They're making shit up. Well, the, my only point is that there's a there's an issue when you can't get it from your doctor people aren't being right. told you know the cdc the who there there's no official treatment for this so people don't know what to do i mean i was full, in full belief that you can treat covid why didn't people why didn't everyone get access to the trump cocktail oh, the forget the trump cocktail ivermectin is the official treatment in 20 countries 20 countries are using ivermectin. Great story. Uttar Pradesh is a province in India. Now, India bifurcated into several different camps. One group said, we're not using ivermectin. The other group did. Uttar Pradesh, something like 300 million people. They distributed ivermectin broadly across the province. They are something like 2% the death rate of the other provinces. Yeah. They completely wiped out the fatality rate. Utah Pradesh is essentially COVID free now because they distribute ivermectin. Now the doctors I'm calling liars. They're not actually liars, they're just idiots. The reason is they don't, they're, I guarantee you they're not seeing people who are OD. I guarantee you they're spouting bullshit that has, they've read about and they're, they're saying that they know it. There is not a documented case of an ivermectin overdose. Mm. globally in the history the 40 year history of ivermectin it's like taking an aspirin except there's people who have died from aspirin <laughs> and and this this is a campaign that tells you it's not about healthcare all these stories all these plowings are not about healthcare and by the way you want to know how good the fda is here's the fda you, you look this up biogen put forth an alzheimer's drug this year $56,000 a year treatment for Alzheimer's. The 12 scientists committee, 11 said they cannot see an effect. The 12th said, I'm not sure. The FDA cleared the drug. The FDA should be burned to the ground at this point. They have obviously been so captured by pharma. I've, I've, I've collaborated with Genentech and with Pfizer and with Merck. I've consulted with them. I've done all sorts of stuff. I was on a five-person committee that saw the entire R&D program of Merck. They lifted up their skirt for five of us. One of them on the committee just won the Nobel Prize two days ago. I am so, so despondent over farmers' performance. Not the research scientists. They're not doing this. Yeah. It's, it's, it's the machine. Right. It's the machine. 
Well, Shut. you know, and, and it's hard because people are caught having to deal with this and then they're, they're getting sick and some are dying. You know, we know all, we know people who've died from COVID. I'm sure you do too, or, or been I don't, hospital. I don't, I don't actually, <laughs> I, okay. I do know, a per, I do know a person who was hurt, who was crippled by the vaccine though. I know a, a number of people who have received COVID pretty bad. I mean, I, I have a friend who, you know, has long COVID now healthy uh, and young, but he, he actually tried to reach out to Chris Martinson and he sent them to the frontline doctors and he, uh, he tried to get prescribed medicine from Walgreens and CVS in California, and they wouldn't prescribe him ivermectin. So and here's so the deal. He, they, have, they have no right to do that. You bring a doctor's prescription to Walgreens. I, this is, I would like to put a, a shotgun in the face of that pharmacist and say, give me the fucking medicine. You don't have the right to do this, you douchebag. That's how fucking mad I am. Walgreens should not be doing that. The doctor prescribed. I had to go to goddamn India to get ivermectin because my doc says, I'd like to prescribe it for you, but I will lose my license. So I can't, right? This is fucked up. Yeah. The treatments are but out I, there. And, so uh, those, who and want it, those who want it, by the way, buypharma.com. It's an Indian wholesale distributor pharma. You go to buypharma.com, you get azithromycin, HCQ, ivermectin, you get doxycycline, buypharma.com. And you know they'll check out your credit card. They trust you less than you trust them. But I've made maybe three orders into that pharma and I've always gotten the order. They're totally legit, buypharma.com. Buy, B-U-Y. B-U-Y-pharma.com, you'll, you'll get it, it'll come up fast. And, uh, and uh, I have probably, um, probably 10 courses of ivermectin in my medicine cabinet. I have a couple of courses of HCQ. If I get COVID, my wife, I thought got COVID. I wasn't sure, but she, I, I got the sense she wasn't, she wasn't feeling well, certainly. She, I thought she was losing her sense of taste. So I said, okay, I'm putting on ivermectin. I don't know if she ever got COVID. But what I do know is, is a day or two later, she was fine. Chris Martins, I spent a day with him about a month ago. I drove to Massachusetts, then he got kicked off YouTube. So my podcast I did with him hasn't shown up yet. But um, he said that he gets the call all the time. And, and he says that the people then, then um, email him back and say, I, I went on the ivermectin, it's a day later, I'm fine, I feel great. Now it's anecdotal, but he says he knows way more people hurt by vaccines than by COVID. Yeah. Well, and they, you know, they're not reporting that. They're not going to tell you that. And we, so, we so know some, that. some, here's a sick moment. Some newscaster said, look, my husband and I are both vaccinated. We gave it to our kids, please. She's interviewing Fauci, the, the most trusted fraud in America. And, uh, and she puts the screws on him. She says, you guys are not keeping track of post-vaccine COVID cases. Now he didn't just not deny it. He gave a bullshit answer as to why he's not keeping track of post-vaccine COVID cases. Excuse me, fire him. Fire the people who are forgetting to keep track of post-vaccine COVID cases. But this is not about healthcare. And I don't know what the plot is for all I know, Xi Jinping is trying to just kill us all. I, I just don't know. But it's not about healthcare because people can't be this goddamn stupid. There's no level of stupidity that's explainable.
They're just, and so they're sociopathic, they're psychopathic. I don't believe it's about the money because, you know, pharma's always happy to make money, but, but they don't, for them, the vaccine is like a blockbuster drug, but no bigger. So I collaborate on Chantix and very strong, those drugs, I, I've, I've consulted on Lipitor, those drugs make a ton of money. The vaccine is making you money, but it's not like it quadrupled their revenue or anything like that. So I don't think Pfizer, just for the money, would do this to the globe. Now, Moderna is already being pulled, by the way. You notice that? Moderna's, are, uh, say that again, being pulled? Moderna, Moderna vaccines are to be pulled by countries. Oh, right, 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 right. Because under 30, right now it's the under 30 crowd because it's causing too much heart problems. Now, let me get this right. You have to take a vaccine that's being pulled in other countries because it's because 23 year old men are having heart attacks. Someone explain to me why this isn't one sick plot line of authoritarianism. I no, no podcast I've ever done if I ever gotten this mad, this, this crazed. Somehow I just, sorry, I went off, I flew off the handle, but I, it just, <laughs> again, I've been sorting through my notes and it's just, it's just full of crap. Yeah. And I'm a scientist, it's scientifically incoherent. The people say, oh, you're not vaccinated, you're gonna get me sick. I go, you're vaccinated. They go, well, you can still infect me. I go, then your vaccine doesn't work. Well, but I won't, I won't die, but I'll still get it. Well, that's a, that was a new plot line. They first said you won't get it. A week ago, Biden said you can't get it. 95%, right? But he's demented. Well, the 95% number turns out to be a cook number too. But, but so the vaccinated, you guys are mindless idiots if you think you're not protected from the unvaccinated, but your vaccine's working. What, what clown show are you watching on TV? And if you are protected, you're not gonna die, then shut the hell up about the vaccine. You're safe, so what? You know, if you wanna swim with a life preserver, have a nice day. Don't make me swim with a life preserver. It's just, it's just it's scientific incoherence. The vaccine, by the way, the booster is nothing special. People go, oh, I gotta get the booster. The booster's not some new, new and improved vaccine. It's the same shit that has failed you. They're just jamming in you. By the way, you want it, you want go, you want to go dark? Dig into news stories about Moderna from 2017 and 18. They all talk about Moderna being a Ponzi scheme, being a company with no product, being a company with no technology, having a CEO as a shyster having a CEO is desperate to get a product and they turn to vaccines and Wall Street says, oh, that's a terrible idea. There's no profit. Why'd they turn to vaccine? Why did Moderna turn to vaccine? The answer was because their technology, their lipid nanoparticle delivery of mRNA is too fucking toxic to multiply inject a person. That's why they turned to vaccines. They were looking for a one jab treatment. So then the question becomes, do you want that being jammed in? And the answer is apparently people do. My wife got the Moderna. I did not get the Moderna. I just got lucky. I got the Pfizer. For all I know, I'm going to die of autoimmune disease anyways. The doctors on the Zoom call the other day were all, were all convinced I was going to die from some prion disease. Or, or, and I finally pinned them down and said, look, dude, what's the evidence? And they didn't have the evidence. They're just worried. They're just worried. And doctors aren't that smart. I, there's nothing special about a doctor. They, they got an A in organic chemistry, so what? Dave, um, we hit some important topics here, and I think there's an overarching trend that we're seeing. I mean, whether we're talking about the 
the pandemic, the government, the money mm -hmm. system. I mean, there's an overarching issue going on with the political, geopolitical world. And um, it's important to talk about. And because, you know, this, the, the people who are giving into this, it, it's going to make it more difficult for those that are holding out. And well, I, I gave some... in. So in some sense, I'm a hypocrite, but uh, I'm out there trying to fight for their right not to give in. That's yeah. all I can do. That's all I, I can do. Yeah, well, exactly. And I mean, you know, and, and, and we can even get into that. Like, why did you get it? Right. You know, and, you know, and then there's, that's why I believe that people are going to get this vaccine and it's going to be easier and easier uh, for the governments to do what they do. And I, again, I'm not picking on you personally for getting it. Uh, you know, it's, it just is what it is, me. but um, yeah, I mean, I'd love to give you an opportunity to share some closing thoughts. If people want to learn more about you, the work you do, where they can go and, uh, just, you know, close us out here. Well, my closing thought is that we live in an age of narrative. In the olden days, people did bad things and they had to get away with it. And if they got caught, there was a scandal. Watergate. Let's call it Watergate, right? Um, nowadays, uh, the whole system seems to be uh, based on the idea that do whatever you want and just make sure you control the media. So everything is about media control. So as you look at this COVID story, and you realize that it's full of bullshit from head to toe. And I know the disease is real, but there's so much bullshit in there, so much. And if, 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 if you don't know that Australia's turned into the Third Reich over this story, you got to get on YouTube fast because Australia, some guy, guys are getting arrested for crossing province borders to go to McDonald's, stuff like that. Australia's beating the crap out of people. They're arresting people because they're more than five miles from their house. This is crazy shit. Australia saying, look, if you don't get the vaccine, that's your choice, but you're just going to live like a miserable wretch. The prime minister of Australia saying that. Well, excuse me, someone take his ass out then. I just have no, I hope he eats shit and dies. I just don't care. And so, so the gist is everything's about narrative. And so now you should be replaying the tape and saying, oh, what other narrative did I buy into? Oh, fuck, climate change. What's climate change? Well, climate change turns out to be bullshit too. The climate change story is utter full of crap. Now, there could be some truth in there, just like the, the COVID narrative. But there's a huge amount of crap in the climate change story. And then you start playing back the tape and you go, oh, yeah, we kind of went into Afghanistan and pretending like they actually attacked us when they did. And then we, we pretended they're weapons of mass destruction. You, you realize that everything's just a Biden laptop undeniably real. Did any of the networks cover it besides Fox? No. They put, now, you say, well, who cares about Biden laptop? He's a crackhead. Well, it also means his father's owned by the Chinese, completely, utterly owned. Our president of the United States is not only demented, but he's owned by the CCP because they not only have the laptop, they created the laptop. They cut the deals that put Biden over a barrel. You want to understand what's going on in Afghanistan. You want to understand what's going on around the world. You understand why Biden kisses up to the CCP. He's owned. I think Obama was owned. I think we've been owned for years. China is going to eat our lunch. Read uh, Josh Rogan's new book, um, Chaos Under Heaven. Chinese have a complete grip on us. If you want to know how bad shit is here, read, um, read um, the book um, Devil's Chessboard, which Glenn Greenwald wildly endorsed after I thought it was too dark to believe. Um, there's just read technocracy, Patrick Wood's technocracy. 
there's just shit happening that just, it's all narrative. So stop believing narratives. That's the bottom line. The problem is you're stuck with watching videos at Rumble and, and BitChute, stuff like that, because they destroy people who speak out against the narratives. I can cite for you 20 prominent virologists who go against the COVID story. They've all been shut down. They've all been shut down. These are guys at Hopkins, Harvard, Stanford. They've all been shut down. And now we're now everyone's convinced they're just nuts, right? Oh, another psychotic Johns Hopkins doctor, right? So uh, don't well, believe another nerds. one getting posted on YouTube here. Let's see what happens well, to this video. Good luck keeping it up. You <laughs> ought to be careful about that. You could lose your YouTube channel. Well, it's it's okay. I'm uh, I'm willing to do it. Dave, well, thank you so much for coming on the off, show with me today. Off the bit shoot. Off the bit shoot. Off the bit shoot. Appreciate you. Thanks for your time. Yeah, my pleasure.